This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, March 1st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Allen. Here's today's headlines. Biofuels at the White House. Purdue defends himself. Dead farmers. Trump's WTO plan. Snap shortfall and animal drugs. Trump hearing out refiners and biofuels industry on RFS. Biofuels are back on President Trump's agenda today as he meets with refinery executives and representatives of ethanol and biodiesel companies as well as key senators. Trump personally requested today's meeting, which will give the industry leaders a chance to brief him on what they think would be the impact of changing the way the renewable fuel standard is regulated. Sources say the biofuels representatives will include Jeff Bruin, founder of ethanol giant Poet, as well as several other company executives, prominent Iowa farmer Bill Horan, and an executive with the Sheets convenience store chain also in attendance. Sources say the Trump administration has been floating the idea of allowing exported ethanol to qualify for biofuel usage or credits or the renewable identification numbers in exchange for a vapor pressure waiver that would enable E15 to be sold year-round. The idea is to reduce REN values without capping prices. Ethanol industry supporters have ruled that out. What we're working on is domestic energy, and that doesn't help us if it's being exported. That's the word of Senator Joni Ernst, Iowa Republican, who will attend the meeting today. Ernst tells AgriPulse the meeting will allow biofuel industry leaders to share their experience and the great success story of the RFS. Purdue reassures farmers, but Grassley airs concern. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue is pushing back forcefully against concerns that he is supporting administration efforts to intervene in the REN market for refiners. Speaking yesterday at Commodity Classic, the meeting of grain and soybean producers in Anaheim, California, Purdue said, I can tell you unequivocally President Trump stands with corn farmers and he stands with biofuel farmers and he stands with the RFS. I stand with him, and I stand with you on those issues. But Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa expressed concern to reporters yesterday about Purdue's positioning on the issue during a White House meeting. Grassley wouldn't go into detail about what Purdue said, but he did say of Purdue, I think he might have some solutions for the issue that Texas Senator Ted Cruz has brought up that I don't think are helpful. It will be my job to sit down and tell him how wrong he is. Deputy Agriculture Secretary Steve Sensky will represent USDA at today's meeting. Senators question USDA policy on dead farmers. The top Democrat of the Senate Agriculture Committee, Debbie Stabenow, has teamed up with Grassley to demand USDA explain its policy on providing subsidies to farm estates after the owner dies. At issue is the legal requirement that someone be actively engaged in farming to qualify for commodity payments. Under the new guidance from the Farm Service Agency, an estate will still be considered actively engaged for two crop years following the owner's death. We must be careful stewards of taxpayer money and work to avoid wasteful payments, the senators say in a letter to the department. With an eye to the new farm bill, the senators want answers to a series of questions about how USDA enforces the payment rules. 
A spokesman says FSA routinely compares recipient records with Social Security Administration records to determine when farmers have died. U.S. wants big changes at WTO for ag trade in 2019. The Trump administration is putting members of the World Trade Organization on notice instead of focusing on trying to find ways to protect domestic producers through subsidies and barriers. WTO members need to concentrate on transparency and freer trade. U.S. Trade Representative said in its Trade Policy Agenda and Animal Report submitted to Congress yesterday. Officials at USTR and the USDA spent much of their efforts at the WTO's 11th ministerial meeting in Argentina last year opposing efforts by India and others to sell the idea of letting developing countries create commodity stockpiles by setting a minimum support price. For the 12th ministerial meeting in 2019, the U.S. is asking member countries to come up with proposals that will increase trade and reduce tariff and non-tariff barriers. The report says whether the issue is agriculture or a digital economy, the WTO will impress capitals and stakeholders mostly by simply doing rather than posturing for the next ministerial conference. WTO stay officially lifted. The Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals has formally ended its stay on the waters of the U.S. rule following the Supreme Court's ruling last month that district courts, not appellate courts, are the proper venue for Woodis legal challenges. The official lifting of the stay is unlikely to have any immediate impact since litigation is already proceeding in district courts and regulatory officials will loathe to act without some clear direction. Last month, farm and other industry groups have asked the federal judge in Texas to issue a nationwide injunction that would halt enforcement of the WOTUS rule. A hearing was held on that motion last week. SNAP benefits fall short. Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program benefits will cover the average cost of a meal in only a handful of counties nationwide, that according to an Urban Institute report. Even the maximum SNAP benefit falls short of low-income meal cost in 99% of U.S. counties, the Institute said in summarizing the results of the study. Nationally, the maximum SNAP benefit falls short of meeting monthly low-income meal costs by $46.50 per person, the Institute said. Among the 10% of countries with the highest average meal costs, the monthly shortfall is $82.04 per person. Extension of drug fees advanced. A Senate committee has approved a bill to reauthorize and increase the user fee that funds FDA's review of new animal drugs. The bill, known as ADUFA, must be enacted before September 30th to avoid a lapse in FDA's funding and authority. The bill would increase the amount of money FDA collects and reauthorize the fees through 2023. The House committee is expected to hold a hearing on the issue later this month. Allison Cook, executive director of the government relations for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, says the bill needs to be enacted on time so that pink slips are not handed out over at USDA and animal drugs continue to be pushed through and verified by FDA so our producers can use them. Here's today's He Said It. 
I have not and will not support any policies in this country that diminish the demand, undermine the RFS, and are helpful to our agriculture producers. I will not. That Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue speaking at Commodity Classic yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, March 1st. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.